afternoon. Rob Port here on WDAY. 701-293-9000, your local number, 888-970-9329. It's your toll-free number. You can email me, too, talk at WDAY.com. Or, hey, you can tweet me, at Rob Port, too, if you want. You know, I should mention, too, we have a we have a podcast set up. It's going great. I got people all the time telling me they're listening to this show uh, by way of the podcast. Uh, there's a link at sayanythingblog.com. It's right up at the top in the, uh, the navigation bar. It's the Rob Report. You click there, you can find out. Uh, how to subscribe you can if you're an apple person you can subscribe through itunes if you're an android person you can subscribe through google play or the rss feed is there uh and you can use any service you want i use pocket casts on my phone to listen to podcasts but uh it's all there you can listen to it any way you want and if you know traditional uh, podcasts aren't your thing you can also listen to it on wday's website and i believe right on sayanythingblog.com as well yeah, that's right. Uh, and usually, if, if we have a if we have an interview or something, I'll, I'll usually put the interview up on the blog as well. Write a post about it if you want to listen to that. So, lots of ways. If if you can't listen live, there's lots of play, ways to uh, to continue to get the show. Um, you know, it's been kind of interesting. I'm going to talk just a minute about the, the national political scene. And I, I I say this. I was a I was not a Trump voter. I was not a Trump supporter. Uh, I didn't think the guy would make a very good president. The way things are shaping up right now, I may have egg all over my face. Um, you know, Trump said a lot of just outrageous, insulting things during the campaign. It was really too bad. I wish he hadn't done that. But, you know, the guy's administration is is starting to come together pretty well. And I, I say that as a conservative. I mean, obviously, everybody's mileage is going to vary, but... Uh, you know, I, Trump could Trump could change the trajectory of American politics more profoundly than Barack Obama did as the first black president. Um, I, you know, I, I think one thing Trump is doing is, is sort of adopting modern American politics to modern media realities in that I, I think I think where the way American politics was going is you had politicians reacting to modern media, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you know, the, the realities of, of modern media with the Internet in, in the way politicians used to under traditional media, which is to say that they got, I mean, it was getting to the point where these guys were under such such scrutiny, they were under such a, a magnifying glass, and they were sanitizing everything they said and did to the point where it was almost like they weren't really saying or doing anything. And I, I think Trump has broke through that in, into what I, I think is sort of a the post-internet, well, not post-internet because the internet's still here, but I, he has broken through to the modern reality to where people are just going to kind of admit that their politicians do unsavory things sometimes, say unsavory things sometimes, and, and Americans just don't care about it as much as they once did. Um, I think that that could, that's a positive in some ways, in that we're not going to be governed by a bunch of, you know, sterile automatons. But on the flip side, I, I think it's also if if you know maybe they they say or do something that's truly objectionable. Are we going to be so? inured to that sort of thing that we just ignore it uh, you know i don't know um but i think trump has broken through that I, I i think at this point it might be more positive than negative 
Uh, and, and another thing that he's done, and I think it's really interesting because there's all this hand-wringing about conflicts of interest between him and his businesses. And I, I think it's I think it's just funny because Trump Trump comes into the presidency unlike any other candidate before him in that the man was really is really a businessman first, right? I mean he's he's you know, there's all this concern that Trump's got this network of, of businesses out there and it's you know, it's gonna there's gonna be all these conflicts of interest with the federal government. And the reason why this is all news is because we've never had somebody come into office before who is this much of a business person, right? I mean, it's it's by the time somebody reaches the presidency, it's like they've been a career politician for a long time. I mean, they may have been an entrepreneur before they got elected to Congress, but you know, it, it maybe maybe they served as governor before, maybe they served as in Congress before, and and if they had businesses, they had sort of dealt with that and stepped back from them and 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 by the time they get to the presidency it's like that's not even an issue anymore even president obama whose whose political career prior to be elected being elected president was relatively short you know he was a state senator from illinois and then was a, a us senator for you know one term he didn't have any entrepreneur i mean he didn't have any businesses i mean it's like his whole life was was sort of politics he wasn't really an an entrepreneur or anything like that so here you have somebody who is an entrepreneur somebody who is a businessman i i think whatever you want to think of donald trump he's obviously pretty successful at at making money um you know he's probably failed as often as anybody else but it's interesting to me because there's all this concern about well you know he's got to unwind all this he's got to do this he's got to do that it, it might be worth just taking a step back and admiring the fact that we have somebody who has actually worked in business and has these problems, right? I mean, it's almost. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm as con- I'm concerned about conflicts of interest, and I don't want to see cronyism, and I don't want to see anybody in government using their authority in the government to, you know, line their own pockets or line the pockets of friends. Although that, sadly, that that would hardly if Trump did that, it would hardly be anything new to him. But what is new to him is the fact that he does have. This network of businesses. This is a new thing. If it's, it's really sort of fascinating to watch everybody freak out over it because this is a new thing. This is not something we're used to, to dealing with, or at least haven't dealt with. I don't know. Maybe you could go back. Maybe Grover Cleveland had, I don't know, but certainly in modern politics, this is not something we've really had to deal with before. I think it's very interesting. And I'm also not that concerned about Trump stepping back from his businesses. Maybe, maybe that makes me crazy. Maybe that makes me whatever. To, to me, it, it doesn't matter as long as everybody is aware of what's going on, right? I don't think Trump necessarily has to, you know, divest himself of all his business interests or put it all in a blind trust. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think the two assurances that I want is, uh, A, that Trump is going to be focused on the presidency, right? I don't, I don't need him worried about the next episode of Celebrity Apprentice or his next hotel opening or something like that when he's supposed to be governing the country, right? I mean, I, I want him focused on being president. I don't think that's too much to ask when you're elected president. Uh, the other side is I just want to make sure everything's transparent, right? So if there is an intersection between one of Trump's properties. You know, for instance, uh, I saw an article where you know Democrats were upset about 
Trump's hotel in Washington D.C. He's got one of his one of his hotel properties uh, just opened not that long ago, I think, in Washington D.C. And there's a lot of concern about it because it's renting space from like a federally owned building or something like that. You know, and they're arguing that it's a conflict of interest. And and my argument would be, well, if, if we're all aware of it, and we can all scrutinize it, and, you know, and we can all decide for ourselves whether or not he's you know, getting special treatment or giving himself special treatment or, or, you know, in some other ways doing that, as long as that's all transparent, as long as the public's aware of it, so what? Right? I mean, it's either going to be one of two things. Either his business is going to be treated the same way any other business would be, in which case, big deal, uh, or it's going to get special favors, in which case, you know, that should be part of the public record. We should all be aware of it. So as long as it's all transparent... I don't see what the big deal is, um, you know, and, and really I the, the left's overreaction to Trump getting elected has been so egregious in so many ways. And honestly, it, it feels like they're doing themselves more harm than good. And I, I think, by the way, there's an angle in there for North Dakota Democrats, too. But we'll talk about that after the break. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. It's going to be open phones all day today. If you call in. You'll get in. Email me too. Talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, open phone, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 is a toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com. The deal, what's, what CNN got as breaking news right now? Well, it was the funniest thing. They broke into the middle of a commercial with breaking news, and I thought maybe something new had happened in Aleppo, or there had been some sort of a shooting in the in the U.S. somewhere. No, or some, the, like, news? The, the headline was, <laughs> Trump meets with tech titans. Yeah, and I was like, you broke into your commercial break for for that, and now they're back <laughs> talking about Aleppo. But seriously, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is how is that even news? I mean, of course, we, we've, we've we've got a new we've got a new president. He's bringing in a new administration. Uh, you know, we've we've got a new dynamic in Washington D.C. And if you're the head of a large company like, say, Amazon or Google or something like that, that does a not insignificant amount of interstate commerce and is operating under all manner of federal laws and regulations, why wouldn't you meet with the president-elect, right? I mean, it makes sense from both sides. I mean, if I was President Trump, I'd want to, you know, be sitting down with leaders in all of America's majors industry, major industries from energy to agriculture to tech to whatever, finance, I mean, of course you want to. This is not news. You know, I don't you really got to marvel at the way Trump is sort of. I Because really, I mean, you got to mark it up to Trump's showmanship, right? I mean, because he's he's got this set up at the tower in New York in the largest media market in the country. And he's got reporters down there just sort of panting, waiting to see who's going to show up on any given day. And he's got, you know, it's going to be. 
I mean, some of it's kind of boring, right? I mean, the tech guy showing up, I, I, you know, there's not a whole lot maybe sexy about that. Well, and some of it is weird, then, like Kanye West. Like Kanye West, right. I was going to say, it's like it's like he's got sprinkled in a little bit of like TMZ-style like celebrity too, right? So like one day it's like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, and then it's like Kanye West. And it's like nobody knows who's going to show up next, right? I, it's it's really, it's it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant what Trump is doing. Uh, you know, because he's got he's got everybody focused on him. He's you know the the narrative is is what he wants it to be, and it's it's drowning out anything else. Um, you know, and it it probably helps that a lot of the criticism of Trump right now is just so. Or he's not even president yet, and you know, reading some of the, seeing some of the uh, seeing some of the coverage, it's it's just sort of. It's so over the top, you know. Trump's not even president yet, and it's it's just silly. So that hey, Porter, that helps too. Yeah, well, I, could, I could tell you why Con Con uh, whatever his name is, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West. West, Kanye West, Little Kim. No, it was not <laughs> Little Kim. No, that's what that's why I call him Little Kim. Isn't that Kim Kardashian's husband, Kanye? What? Me, no. Is who she married to? I I don't know who's I don't know who the Kardashians yeah, she's, are married to. Okay, yeah, yeah. She Eric, is, yeah. Eric's yeah, like yeah, yes. Uh, Eric would know Little Kim. You know, I was there because. Uh, Connie's in real bad financial situation. Is he? Oh, big time. So is he, is he too big to fail? Is so he well, need a federal bailout? Well, here's what he's doing. Trump's going. You know what? I can uh, I can float some money your way. Just show up at Trump Tower, and I'll give you some cash just to show up and mess with the media. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right. Well, now uh, yeah, I could be. I it's it's brilliant. I mean, Trump's uh, Trump's playing the media brilliantly, and I you know. I, I I got stuck. I didn't think this guy. I didn't think this guy knew what he was doing. I didn't think this guy was serious. I was expecting him to fade back in the primary. Shows how much I know. Um, you know, he's he's turned everything on its head, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how it how it plays out because I don't I don't think we are ever going to cover a presidential election. I don't think we're going to cover American government the same again after this. I mean, we're going to have four years of this at least, maybe eight if he gets reelected. And everything's everything's going to be changed. Everything's going to be different. I mean, it's I, we. This is paradigm altering, and it's going to be fun to watch. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. I think it's I think it's especially good. I think some of the good things. I, I'm not condoning a lot of the things Trump said. I think some of it though is in the future when we have politicians, it's not going to be this. You know, where where one, you know, stupid Facebook post is going to get you, you know, ruin your political career. I I, I think those days are, are done. I mean, if Trump could get elected after some of the things he said, um, you know, it's it's just it's not going to be the same anymore. I think that's a positive development. And I'm wondering, listen, are, are you worried about Trump with his, uh, you know, conflicts of interest or transparency or what have you? You know, I don't I'm not concerned about it. I think as long as it's all above board, you know, as long as it's all transparent, you know, if everybody's aware of it, then what's the big deal? Right. I mean, I mean, the companies all have his name on it. The buildings all have his name on it. He's not trying to hide anything. Right? It's not I mean, like it, he's running, you know, the Golden Girls estate somewhere. Everything right. says Trump on it. Yeah, right. He puts his name on everything. So it's not like this is flying under the radar. Everybody's aware of it. If if there's some dealings with the intense, intense amount of scrutiny on him, as well there should be, it's not going to fly under the radar. So big deal. Big deal. He's got hotels everywhere. I'm actually kind of, I, I think it's kind of cool that we actually have a president who has done, 
who has been a business person, who has employed people, who has run businesses, who has been an entrepreneur. That is a big change for America, that we have somebody like that. And I'm interested to see how it plays out. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. More to come straight ahead. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, 701-293-9000, We're just doing open phones today if you want to join in. You can email uh, to talk at WDAY.com. And by the way, speaking of an emailer, Mark emails, uh, Rob, what's the difference between Trump's business interests that everyone knows about and getting him some favor and the Clinton Foundation covertly doing the same thing for them? Yeah, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I mean... Like the, the Clintons, right? It's like all of a sudden it was like you made a donation to their foundation and then you got some, you know, I I don't know. The, the, the State Department took favorable action for you under Hillary Clinton. I mean, that was, I mean, to me, that was a lot more concerning. And it, it seemed like nobody, like nobody in the press was looking at the Clinton Foundation, right? I mean, you had this pretty obvious potential avenue for corruption or quid pro quo, under, you know, Secretary of State Clinton. And nobody was really looking under that rock until, you know, she ran for president. And then I guess it got a lot more attention, mostly because Republicans called attention to it. Uh, But, you know, with Trump, you know, he's getting a lot of scrutiny and there should be scrutiny. I have nothing wrong with that. I I just don't. I am laughing at this idea that somehow the fact that he's been a pretty successful business person overall, he's had his failures, of course, but. Overall, you know, I don't think there's any denying that that the guy knows how to make money and the fact that he's successful and he's got, you know, a hand in all these different businesses. I mean, we're treating that. I kind of feel like maybe this is something a lot of Americans have wanted for a long time is somebody who is not from that traditional political pedigree. Um, You know, Trump is somebody who is from outside of that. And that was probably his appeal all along. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, speaking of Trump, filling more uh, uh, Congressman Kevin Kramer, of course, from North Dakota, uh, getting passed over for Secretary of Energy, which, I, you know, honestly, I feel like Kramer wanted to, you know, I, I, I feel like if Trump had asked him, he was going to serve. And certainly he told us that on this show. But the larger question, I, I, I think Kramer wants to stay in Congress now. There's still a question about Heidi Heitkamp and Secretary of Agriculture, and there's all sorts of speculation all over the map. Uh, former Senators uh, Kent Conrad and Byron Dorgan saying that they don't think that she would take the position. I'm sure there's there's an intense amount of pressure on her not to take the cabinet job because she'd essentially be giving up a Senate seat to Republicans. Uh, I wonder if... Somebody, somebody, a, a political friend of mine texted me last night, and, and they were saying that they were wondering if, if Heitkamp wasn't sort of playing Trump. And I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think he could be playing Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't see how Trump gets played just for considering somebody like Heitkamp. Uh, I, I think at the very least, even just considering her gives him some bipartisan cred, uh, which he, you know, is, is beneficial to him if he appointed her all the more so. Uh, 
I do think that Heitkamp could be angling this, looking towards 2018 in a couple of different ways. Um, in one way, I, I think maybe it's it's a message to national Democrats saying, if you want me to stay in the Senate, you know, maybe she's working in the background and getting some commitments in terms of fundraising and campaign help because her state party, frankly, is in shambles. I, I can't imagine the North Dakota Democratic Party being an organization at this point, absent some profound reforms, helping anybody get elected. I mean, the party is in shambles. It's not going to be much support to Heidi Heitkamp. She's probably going to have to rely on a lot of assistance nationally, be it money, be it campaign infrastructure, what have you. She's going to have to rely on that. And so by flirting with with possibly going into the Trump administration, maybe Heitkamp secures some commitments to help get reelected in 2018, which is looking to be a pretty another pretty tough election cycle for Democrats. Um, the other thing is, I, I think Heitkamp, by not joining in the chorus with with other Democrats and sort of demagoguing Trump, um, by not joining in even even with members of her own party, right? I mean, because well, what what did we hear? We didn't hear a lot from North Dakota Democrats during this last election cycle, but the little bit we did hear mostly had to do with the Democrats trying to trying to tie various North Dakota Republicans to Trump, which never made any sense, given that Trump did very, very, very well here in North Dakota, and Hillary Clinton underperformed even Barack Obama, who was not a popular president in North Dakota by any stretch of the imagination. Hillary did even worse than him, so... It was a really stupid strategy for North Dakota Democrats to, to hang so much on Trump. And so Heitkamp sort of, you know, going through all the and, and really making a big display of her willingness to work with Trump, even up to, you know, you know, for more than a week now, she's been reportedly the leading candidate for the secretary of agriculture job. Right. I mean, that's been out there for more than a week now. Heitkamp's not exactly going out of her way to throw cold water on it. And I, I think that's way of her way of sort of distancing herself from the sort of general Democratic Party's demagoguery about Trump, right? She's she's showing, you know, I'll be willing to work with the guy. I'll even consider working in his administration. She knows North Dakota voters are watching. And she's probably making it more likely that she could win if she ran for reelection in 2018. Now, you know, she's still I, I think she's going to be in a tough place. I, I would never underestimate Senator Heitkamp on the campaign trail. I did that back in 2012, and that was a mistake. She is a formidable campaigner. She is very well liked in a lot of different quarters in the state. Um, I'm not writing her off for 2018, but I, I think this is part of sort of if she doesn't take the job in the Trump administration, it's it's really it's it's win win. Either she accepts a job in the Trump administration, in which case she gets to maybe work in agriculture policy, which is, I think, an area of policy that's pretty near and dear to her heart and probably an area where most North Dakotans are with her. I don't think she's going to find a lot of headwinds trying to implement the Trump administration's policy on agriculture. I think that would be something she would enjoy. So if she goes that route, she wins. If she doesn't go that route, then she's also won because she's signaled to North Dakota's you know, Trump-loving voters that she's willing to work with Trump. Even though she's a Democrat, she's different than all the other Democrats who can't, you know, can't get over their hatred of Trump. 
it's 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 really a, a very savvy political move on her part, which is not unexpected because Senator Heitkamp is a very savvy politician. And the fact that she probably means all of this is all the more so. Um 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. I mean, it's it's sort of like, you know, the, the people who are upset about, you know, the tech industry going to meet with Trump. Right? Every, every day I'm, I'm outraged that, you know, people are outraged that Al Gore would go meet with Trump. You know, how dare. Well, why wouldn't they? Right? I mean, he's the president-elect. Why wouldn't Senator Heitkamp go meet with, with Donald Trump and at least consider serving in his administration? Whether or not she will or not remains to be seen. But... Why wouldn't you? Right? I mean, it's that is so much, I think, the problem with the Democratic Party, particularly under Barack Obama, is that they keep narrowing themselves down, right? I mean, they keep putting in place, they've got all these rules and all these, these gender identity politics and, and diversity check marks that you got to check off. I mean, they've the Democratic Party has been trying to win by subtraction and and they've they've been good at it in that they keep subtracting people out you know the deplorables the people who aren't politically correct the people who don't fit a certain progressive mold that they want you know to a point that worked with barack obama but i think barack obama was an anomaly because he was the first african-american president and was able to command as the first african-american president certain levels of of support that other candidates simply cannot uh, you know meanwhile while you know the democrats are sort of glomming on as as barack obama as their sort of national anomaly they were losing ground in the state governments you know democrats have never held fewer seats in terms of the governorships the state legislatures and congress and the presidency i mean this is pretty much low ebb you have to go back to like the 1920s to find another time when the Democratic Party, on a national level, was this marginalized. I'm not sure they've ever been this marginalized in North Dakota. Maybe maybe they have been. I don't know. But, you know, Democrats have been so busy doing that, and it's, it's losing for them. And, and at some point, maybe they're going to have to figure out that painting the opposition as, as a bunch of racist, evil bigots is not how you're going to be successful in American politics. It'll be interesting to see how they shift. Because Heidi Heitkamp gets it. Among Democrats, Heidi Heitkamp gets it. And she drives progressives in her party nuts. But I think if Democrats keep following the progressives in their party, they're going to continue to lose. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. We'll be right back. Wrap the show up. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. You know, we were talking about Trump this show, and it's, I, I mean, listen, after all the intensity of the Dakota Access protests, is there anything more indicative of, of the point that I'm trying to make, which is that 
the left is just going to have to come to grips with the fact that Donald Trump is president of the United States. Is there anything more indicative of that than Standing Rock Chairman David Archambault sounding, by the way, representatives of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, not Archambault, but representatives of the tribe reportedly meeting with Trump today. Um, Archambault sounds like he wants to make a deal. Uh, He was talking uh, to uh, Energy and Environmental News. Uh, I got the link up at sayanythingblog.com. But here's what he told them yesterday. I quote, this is is Chairman Archambault talking about Trump. I quote, I want to help him make this nation great again, and I want to help give him assistance, advice on how we can do that together and not leave the first occupants of this land behind. We could... We could do the pipelines, we could do oil development, energy development, but not off our backs again. That's basically all I would share with him. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting because the, the tone of the Dakota Access protests was essentially, you know, the pipeline is evil, oil is evil, we shouldn't be building pipelines, we shouldn't be pumping oil. I mean, how many times did we hear the protesters going around chanting, you know, keep the oil in the soil, right? Keep it in the ground. I mean, that was the that was their tone. All pipelines leak. And yet here's here's Archibald saying we can do pipelines. We can do oil development. We can do energy development. It is a it is a striking difference in tone from the Dakota access protest to what chairman Archambault is, is saying. And I, I, good for him. I mean, it, it shows a level of pragmatism from, from Archambault that is going to be a lot more helpful to his tribe and his people in the long run. than I think the, the ideological extremism that was on display during the Dakota access protests, and and frankly, I, I think Trump is is going to prove to be a lot more pragmatic a, a president than than a lot of people on the left are giving him credit for. You know, I, I think that there may be an opportunity under Trump to find common ground. Now, on the Dakota Access Pipeline specifically, you know, I mean, if, if I I don't think I don't think we're going to get another route. I mean, especially because they've already buried the pipe. I mean, we're, we're going to expect them to go back and dig up the pipe and then bury it again to a, a new route. We're going to dig up pipe, you know, that they've already put in next to an existing pipeline. And then we're going to find a new route. And, and no matter what, it's got to cross the Missouri river somewhere. It's got to cross at some point. So what's, you know, where's the magic Location. I mean, where it's crossing now is going to be 70 miles away from Standing Rock's new water intake down in Mobridge, South Dakota. So what is it? I, I don't know what it is, but I, I think overall, I think this proves the point. Trump's probably going to be a very pragmatic president. He might even be a very good president. And that is something I never, ever thought I'd hear myself say. Don, uh, the guy coming up next, though, Jay Thomas, he always thought Trump was going to do good. Jay called it. I got to say. He's coming up next. Remember, you can catch me right here on WDAY, 1 to 2 p.m., Monday through Friday, or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Grab the podcast there as well if uh, if you want. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.